Okay, so you might have looked at the title of this episode, and you might have said, hold on, MKUltra and Offworld Human Civilizations, where's the correlation? Well, I'm going to break that down, because if you're familiar with the MKUltra topic conducted by CIA, the, the CIA, which if you haven't, I encourage that you look it up quickly to get a grasp of what I'm talking about here, you'll understand that Essentially, everything that the CIA did with regards to MKUltra essentially was declassified and came out and culminated in the, the Church Commission in the 70s and 80s, and it's something that the intelligence communities don't want happening again. But essentially, for those who don't know, I'm going to break it down very quickly. MKUltra was essentially the CIA's widespread experiment that lasted for years regarding pretty much hypnotization, if you will, or mind control, if you want to call it. Now, what it has to do with off-world human civilizations or breakaway civilizations, I'll get to that very shortly. But first, let's get right into it. So, have you ever woken up and felt like you were asleep forever, but the clock says it's just, it's just a few hours later, and then you went back to bed, or maybe you had a very long, detailed dream, or you've had many moments where you were awake where you experienced moments of deja vu or flashbacks or something like this, something that is just so precise to something that you can't consciously remember or recall, but you know for a fact that it's happened. So this is what a lot of people who have been part of the secret space program have claimed to have experienced. Now, I did do an episode on the secret space program, and I probably will do a few more down the road, but... People are essentially recruited for these colonies that are known as breakaway civilizations when their particular skills are needed in a new civilization. So what we're going to do here is we're going to explore how breakaway civilizations combined with the MKUltra project and how what was done back in the day was sort of just a foundation for mind control may actually be essential for the future of humanity and potential recruitment criteria for the colonists that are looking to expand. So first off, let me just start off by saying this. There is a very widely accepted proposal out there that suggests that humans from a very young age are recruited in a few different ways, I'll get to that later, to then be put into what is called a secret space program. And within that secret space program, there is essentially a sub-branch which is then something called a breakaway civilization where they designate a handful of humans to be sent to another planet, whether that is a human ET exchange program that I've talked about before, where we send humans to another advanced extraterrestrial planet and they send some of their, their aliens or their people to us, or if it's just us going and colonizing planets that don't have any life on them, Breakaway civilization, those two words pretty much cover the whole definition of that. So, in the early 1940s, President Franklin D. Roosevelt became concerned that a catastrophic event would require the movement of large masses of people away from areas of destruction. The problem became more dangerous when Franklin D. Roosevelt, or, or FDR for short, discovered there was no one place on the planet that could accommodate such large groups of people. He even explored the idea of digging tunnels and underground shelters, which is something that the military took up later, which then became the DUMS, the Deep Underground Military Bases. But anyways, 
these plans essentially seemed unworkable considering they were still on the planet Earth. So he explored the idea of developing off-planet solutions, kind of like establishing colonies on the Moon, Mars, and even as far as Venus, believe it or not. So there is strong evidence that breakaway civilizations have existed on the Moon and Mars for many, many years. Two independent computer hackers accessed government computers and found reports indicating that there were colonies on the Moon and on Mars. One hacker by the name of Matthew Bevan accessed these files in the early 1990s. This was, I think, really before government institutions understood or recruited people that understood how important digital defense hacking was. The other one was Gary McKinnon. Now, I've done an episode on Gary McKinnon, who accessed a bunch of U.S. military and NASA records in the early 2000s. Now, I personally would like to add a quick note and say that Matthew Bevan seems to be more of a credible source than Gary McKinnon, considering Gary McKinnon sort of came across things that could be interpreted in different ways. And I'm not going to get into that just because I've already done an episode on that. Now, there are a few different ways or recruitment categories for these breakaway civilizations. So the first one is that some recruits are made, some recruits are asked, and then some recruits are even taken. So the stories sometimes tell very different directions in which these members have taken. So Randy Kramer, for one example, tells an incredible life story of having spent 17 years on Mars and three years on the moon and claimed he completed his military service in the secret space program as a marine captain. And if you check this all out and you check the records, this does match up. Not the part of him being on the moon or Mars, but him being a marine captain does match up. Now, there's other men, such as Corey Good, who have come forward as whistleblowers of the secret space program, who I believe I touched upon in one other episode I've done, who tell similar stories of the time they spent on the moon and Mars. And so the question then becomes, how does the recruitment process work? Now, let me just say, before I go on to explaining in detail how the recruitment process works, I just want to say that I know I started this episode off with a bang and it's a lot to take in. But I recommend you watch my episodes about the Project Stargate, about, the, about NASA getting hacked by Gary McKinnon, and this will all kind of explain everything. As well as I think there's one epi- other episode I did on... It's literally called the Secret Space Program. And so essentially, these are all people, by the way, these are all whistleblowers who have come out that have been part of the Secret Space Program, except for Gary McKinnon, who all claim the same type of story, the same general storyline, and none of them are affiliated or associated with one another. Now, I'm not saying that, okay, because they don't know each other, we can firmly conclude excuse me, that this is entirely accurate, but what I'm saying is that it, it increases the plausibility of these stories, right? And this secret space program has everything. We're talking med beds that I've done episodes on. We're talking about human-alien exchange program. We're talking about very subtle secret wars between different space programs, if you will. And so it, it sounds something right out of a novel or right out of a comic book or even a superhero movie. It really does. But when you look at the evidence that supports this, there's enough evidence to suggest that this may in fact exist. So anyways, step one, when I said one of the, op- one of the three options was that recruits are made, Randy Kramer believes he was designated to be part of the secret space program and to go to Mars prior to his birth. He had no choice and was predestined to be a breakaway civilization participant. 
Then step two, which is that some are asked. So Laura Eisenhower, who is the great-granddaughter of President Eisenhower, who signed the Griotta Treaty with the aliens, and who also warned of the military-industrial complex becoming too powerful for its own good and keeping secrets from other branches of government, which is exactly what has happened, he predicted it correctly, has shared her experiences of being actively recruited to go to Mars. And so Eisenhower, the granddaughter, great-granddaughter, felt that she had been targeted before she was born, but it wasn't until she was a single mother with twin boys that she was asked. And she then turned down the opportunity, but she has provided details of the attempt that was made to get her to join the project itself. Now, this is a little bit interesting because, again, the secret space program is very intertwined with many different things, many forms of age regression, many forms of human uh, ET exchange programs, many forms of covering up and concealing the fact that there are breakaway civilizations. And when I say breakaway civilizations, it doesn't mean there's got to be a big city that humans built on another planet. A breakaway civilization could even be as little as 10 people having a little camped out base, kind of like how they show at the end of Interstellar on another planet. It doesn't need to be some extravagant thing that you would see in the movies. So please don't mistake me for describing it incorrectly, just so I'm clear. And then the third step is that some are taken. So someone by the, <clears throat> by the name of David Paul Leeds, he heads a group of retired police officers and others who are experienced search and rescue experts. Their mission is to investigate the thousands of reports every year of missing persons. And like I just did an episode on last week, the CIA has essentially confirmed that roughly a million people a year are kidnapped by UFOs. Now again, kidnapped doesn't mean taken away permanently. It means taken to be experimented on for a short period of time, then they're returned back to Earth. But it's kidnapping nonetheless. Now, David Pauly's documents, he documents the mysterious disappearances of people around the world. And he says that these people are brilliant scholars, athletes, and stellar people within their respective fields. End quote. They suddenly disappear under questionable circumstances. This is enough to presume that the secret space program is a plausible concept. I'm not saying it's entirely true, but the, the evidence, as you've seen in the episodes I've done previously, it just keeps mounting up and up and up. It just keep, it's like a stack of files that just keeps stacking on top of each other, right? So then we have the development of technology that supports the existence of breakaway civilizations. And then right after this, I'm going to get to MKUltra, and then we'll go full circle, and then that'll, that'll be it. So there's evidence that technology for space travel now allows people to travel from Earth to the Moon or Mars without traversing the distance between places, essentially teleportation. And this technology involves teleportation or some type of secret portal. Again, I'm more than convinced that extraterrestrials have granted humans this type of knowledge in order for us to make our own type of... I guess you could say portal or vortex of sorts, right? Because there's a lot of people that have witnessed UFOs coming out from underground or underwater in parts of the world that have been known to be cursed or haunted, quote unquote, which could mean that there's a, it's a vortex or a, an energetic portal of sorts, very possible. Now, when you consider all the advancements that have been made in technology that we use in our daily lives, it makes sense that similar advances would be made in the technology used for space travel. Right? Again, I have a whole theory on this that I've spoken about, which is that in the, within the intelligence agencies, there is technological innovation that is hundreds of years ahead of our time, 
probably from reverse engin engineered extraterrestrial technology that slowly then gets filtered down to the public, but at such a small level. So the things that we're using today as consumer products is probably something that at least the core concept of that technology was discovered or made or fully understood 60, 70, 80 years ago, right? Because we've gone from things like fax machines to scanners to email, from landlines to cell phones. We've gone from the original computer that was the size of a literally like a massive closet all the way to handheld devices with many more available functions, which now, by the way, are devices that had more energy than the original Apollo 11. Our iPhone or your Android phone or your smartphone has more energy and capabilities than the Apollo 11 rocket that, uh, that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldwin used. So it then makes you beg the question that isn't it possible that space travel technology would also experience such advancements, right? Including how to travel in space by teleportation through portals or some other equally fast way. Again, we have the Philadelphia experiment. We have the, the Stargate project. We have the CIA with astral projection. We have so many different things to support the fact that this is possible. We have public scientists part of the, the scientific community in Japan and China that have literally been able to teleport, again, very small objects, but they've been able to do it nonetheless, right? Next, last but not least, we're going to bring it full circle to MKUltra. So the CIA is known for several mind control programs, and Project MKUltra was a top-secret CIA project designed to test the effects of drugs on humans for manipulation and mind control. And it was conducted on unwitting subjects who did not volunteer. And it was done from 1953 to 1964. And then was exposed later in the 70s and 80s because there was a leak and then Congress found out and then they had to hold their hearings and all that, right? This is usually what the intelligence communities try to hide from Congress. So anyways, during the program, experiments gave experimenters sorry, gave test subjects drugs that caused them to have hallucinations and other adverse reactions. So other drugs erased memories of time and events. So in 1976, the U.S. Senate investigated the MKUltra program like I spoke about, and senators were shocked by some of their discoveries. One example is that Congress learned that the secret space program was designed to discover drugs that could help people withstand privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing, and other drugs which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Now, using these drugs, along with the technology learned and exchanged from extraterrestrials, explains why people like Randy Kramer that I mentioned earlier and other whistleblowers would at first have no recollection of their trip. Other drugs to reverse memory loss along with therapy allowed them to recover their memories. So some people view the concept of breakaway civilizations as a pipe dream shared by just a few folks who are trying to, you know, brag that they have their 50 minutes of fame by telling these incredible stories on Mars. But ultimately, the reason why I bring MKUltra up is because MKUltra, even though it was exposed to the public, ultimately the core concept of the project has been claimed by many to not have actually been shut down. And this is what makes it a little bit more interesting because even though officially it's been shut down, it doesn't mean that the techniques used were also stopped as well. So it is believed that MKUltra was a very, very low-level testing ground, if you will, or foundational and basic core test to see who would be able to withstand mind control or become mind controlled to then be transferred into the secret space program. So once they awake, they don't remember anything of their past life. And so 
although the internet, and I know for a fact a lot of people are obsessed with MK Ultra because it's, it's really a wacko experiment that turned out to be entirely true, it certainly helps us extrapolate and think of the bigger picture here because ultimately if MKUltra was shut down and that was it, maybe the official MKUltra file was put aside. But ultimately, what we have to look at is say, okay, were these core concepts and these, this usage of manipulation and possession and mind control, was this used for other things? Things that would never even if it was leaked, would never even make it to congressional hearings or Senate hearings because of how ridiculous it sounds, right? So what I'm trying to essentially connect this with and bring it full circle with is the fact that MK Ultra people who didn't even volunteer, who were unwittingly lured into hotel rooms and had their drinks spiked and stuff by the CIA agents, could very well have been part, the, the victims could have been part of the secret space program because it would be a perfect foundation to see, okay, if this person that we brought in can resist certain things, then maybe we should approach him for the secret space program because of the fact that he passed all of our tests. Or it could have been, we're going to brainwash the living heck out of him and then we're going to go and take it from there and essentially give him a whole new life because we need people to be part of this breakaway civilization. Okay, so I know it sounds far-fetched, but when you bring everything full circle, everything is intertwined. All of these projects over the last 60, 70 years seem to have been intertwined with major events. And it seems like, thankfully, at least with this podcast, and I'm sure hopefully with other shows out there, we're kind of putting together a bit of a linear description of things that occurred in the last 80, 90 years. Because... Uh, you know, when you look at how quickly humans have evolved just in the last 50 years alone technologically, it makes you think that something is up. And I'm not saying that in a general way. And I'm not saying that to leave things open for interpretation. I'm just saying when you look at all of it, there's been a sudden rapid advancement in the human species ability to innovate. And I'm not saying that it couldn't be humans. It, I'm not saying it was all aliens. All I'm saying is that there has to have been a better source of understanding through some type of otherworldly being that gave us that little push to get us to innovate. And then from there, it got slowly, certain things got drippled down purposely into the private sector and the public sector and things like this. So let me know what you guys think because there's a lot of factors here that play in and I find it to be extremely enticing and, and, and very exciting to, th to say the least. And uh, we will catch you next time. Peace.